Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, dear listener. It's Joe here from the Guitar Nerds Podcast, just dropping in at the start of this, the pilot episode of Guitar Nerds Live, to let you know that if you want to become involved in future episodes of recording Guitar Nerds Live, that is to be included with the hosts, asking questions, talking about gear on an episode, all you have to do is sign up to the Guitar Nerds Patreon account at any tier. That's from the dollar tier, the $5 tier, or the $10 tier. If you just sign up over on patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, you'll be included every week or roughly every week when we do an episode of Guitar Nerds Live, and you'll be able to shoot the uh, sh- the, the stuff with, uh, with Mark Peckham and one of the other hosts each week. Enjoy this first pilot episode it's a mess hello and welcome to the first ever episode of guitar nerds live the experimental phone-in guitar podcast um i'm your host mark packham joining me uh, is the man the myth the oh yeah, you know, there's plenty of names for him. None of which I can say on this podcast. It's going out. Joe Branton. Hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> I didn't expect you to finish. Then I, I was drinking. I'm sorry. Hello. Yes, it's excellent to be here, Mark, uh, with you hosting the podcast once again. So, um, for those listening on the regular podcast feed, this is going out for our or this is live to our Patreon uh, supporters, and we're doing it through Discord. So people are able to uh, talk to us via chat. So if you hear us making references to chat, it's because people are listening live. And uh, if and we will also be getting some calls as well. If people have got calls, if you're in the chat right now, uh, yeah, jump in. We'll we'll turn on your microphone. You can contribute to the podcast, and uh, yeah, we want to hear from you basically. So um, yeah, so do get involved so joe the way i thought we'd run this um for guitarners live is we'll have a topic like you know we used to do on the uh on the patreon episode um and yeah if people have got thoughts they can they can contribute does that sound good that sounds fantastic yes you you didn't give me any real information on what this podcast was going to consist of so oh joe brandon's just died um okay that's not a great start let's let's wind that back joe are you alive i am i'm right here can you hear oh, right. me? You just, yeah, you just cut out for a second. Oh, no, oh, oh, that's strange. What did we'll you hear me say? In. We'll leave all that you... Well, you said uh, that I didn't give you any information on the uh, topic. 
Yeah, that was about that was about all I said. Good. Um, well, we'll leave all this in because this is experimental. This is week one, and like I said, I'm not 100% convinced that Discord is the uh, is the best place to do this. But let's let's work with it for now. So the topic for this week is with the decade drawing to a close, which brand has won the decade? Um, so yeah, I thought we could talk about it, and then if people have got comments, they can uh, put them in the chat, or if they want to come on the podcast and talk, we can. Um, we can let them on and you know, we'll turn the mics live and have some fresh voices on on the podcast. So um, is this is this going to be like because we were going to do in in January we're going to do gear of the decade instead of gear of the of the year so we can work out what the best individual things were of the last 10 years but I guess yeah. is this a pint sized version of that? Yeah, so we haven't announced that yet but I think there's going to be a Patreon I just series. did. Yeah, well, you just sort of let it slip. But Patreon series called Gear of the Decade, where we go through year by year and do a kind of mini gear of the year. And then at the end, we kind of wrap it up with what was the best gear of the decade. So um, we'll be doing that. But this is not really, it's not really a mini version of that as such. But I just wanted to talk about, you know, what brands have kind of killed it this year. What do you, um, what do you think? Who instantly jumps to mind for you? I mean, the the problem is that we're going to get in trouble because we're, we're doing what was... Uh what was the gear of of the decade kind of in the year that fender have done a complete rebrand and and a really a really sort of long needed upgrade to everything in the last in the last two years which has just seen them and it's not just the it's not just the stuff they've put out it's the way that they're marketing themselves the introduction of pedals they're real sort of a really like keen attention to detail on on how they want their brand to be perceived with all the focusing on surf colors and introducing that to everything from sort of plectrums to to string ball ends to cables you know i kind of think they've got they've done such a great job of becoming uh, a really consistent brand and then of course at the other end i think the the boss katana is probably the most important amplifier of the last 10 years it's certainly the the only amp i think in 10 years that's been released that has um doesn't seem to have anyone saying a bad word about it like it's not even it's not even a matter of taste you know i might talk about i could talk about the blues junior but some people don't like the blues junior or or we could talk about the tiny terror and how that revolutionized small amplifiers but the katana the, the problem with the tiny terror is it did revolutionize small amplifiers but it also didn't sound that great but the katana sounds fantastic is affordable you know it everyone seems to be really into it it's it's a fantastic thing so then we have like boss doing that and and fender with this total rebrand and of course now we're in an issue of uh, people calling us biased be- because of that but then on the then on the other hand we have the introduction of helix which completely that that completely changed multi effects it made the sort of axe effects thing affordable and it was really good and then they I think introduced there's a, there's a lot different- to what there's a lot to weigh up, isn't there? Because, you know, like, Boss, yes, you know, recently, obviously, the Katana, fantastic amp, and, you know, they've released a lot of good compacts. But think back to, right to the start of the decade, you know, thinking what Boss doing in 2010. And I'm sure if Matt Knight was on this call, he'd probably let us know exactly. But, you know, I I can't really think of any great stuff from Boss that came out at the beginning of the decade. Certainly, they kind of stumbled a little bit with kind of multi-effects on things like ME25 and stuff like True. that. Um, True. So, yeah, I mean, I... I'm going to put a shout out there for 
um, PRS, and the reason being, no, that you're, you're just I you're think, just trying to be devil's avocado now. That's, I'm, well, I'm just I'm throwing it into the mix, and you know, ultimately, we're going to throw the phones open to see if uh, see if people want to come and kind of bring their own. Uh, you, you you're planning this it. just to be awkward with me because I'm not. I'm you not, know I'm how not. I feel about PRS, and I'm it's not. Live, so and you know, so, I can't swear. So yeah, well yeah, you can't, you definitely can't swear. So um, the reason I'm gonna, I'm just, you know, I'm making the argument for it because, you know, they've put out a lot of guitars that have gone beyond um, what their normal scope of you know what people call the dentist guitar um you know they released the s2 series which has bridged the gap between se and the full size you know the full uh full fat prs as it were um and they've made some really good um kind of you know affordable american guitars um and also you know the se range has gone from strength to strength you know the some of the stuff is- they're doing yeah, Go the SE range is fantastic. I mean, you think it was a—it uh, was only, I guess, four years ago they started doing like the SE Exotic series, where yep. you could get all these ridiculous uh, sort of wood tops for like those guitars were seven nine nine in in pounds, yeah, um, which was very very good. And they introduced baritones and semi hollows into that range. They're, they're definitely really well built guitars from their entry level stuff right up to their expensive stuff another cool thing that prs have done is is kind of really throw their hat into the amplifier ring um over the over the last few years with the with that ridiculously expensive john mayer signature but also the um oh no people help me what was the what's the other one the 2020 water that they did it was really really good there's a there's a the archon of, apparently the archon yeah that's the one yeah, yeah yeah that was yeah that was that was absolutely fantastic I was a massive fan of the archon amplifier they're, they're definitely that's going to be a benefit to uh, it's going to be a benefit to doing this podcast rather than the regular one is people can correct us live rather than doing it you know four or five <laughs> days later when they listen to the podcast yeah. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, I would say PRS are a room of the shout. Another one that I thought of for kind of gear of the decade in terms of, you know, impact would be Strymon. You know, I think all of that stuff, I think, came out since 2010. And, you know, I think what having things like the, um, the you know, the Timeline uh, and the Blue Sky and the Big Sky has done to the effects pedal market, you know, it's pushed the average price that people are paying for effects pedals, you know, through the roof compared to what it was at the start of the decade. Absolutely. They, I tell you what, they've done a wonder for uh, for kind of brands uh, in, in the sort of middle area of, of pricing, just because all of a sudden you could charge more for a middling pedal because the top end of, of pedals is now so, so much more money. Although I do think they did do that and then loads of other brands sort of followed suit. I, w- I, w- I don't think Strymon have the, the domination of the effects market that maybe they did when they started out. And I kind of feel like we might see them we could potentially see them start to fizzle out a little bit in comparison to the competition. Like we, you know, obviously not, not, not trying to blow Matt's trumpet too much, but the, uh, the, the 500 series by boss was, you know, technically on paper, if you care about this, the, the, the quality of the sounds, which they measure in some form or another, then the boss stuff is technically on paper, a better, a higher quality, pedal and then if you think other people like source audio have been coming up releasing sort of cracking pedal after cracking pedal and meris as well yeah um, it's this kind of changed things i think strymon started something i don't think they've necessarily finished it yeah but you know i think it's um that's why they're kind of in with a shout because 
they have kind of changed the game and I don't think you'd see things like the 500 series and the uh, what's the new one called the, tw- the 200 series um, yeah. without you know things like the, the striming pedals being out there so I think you know that they are in for a shout and it'd be interesting to hear kind of what people you know if people do want to uh, call in and give their opinion I'd like to hear what people think about that well I'm um, kind of agreeing with Check Chap here about sort of the effects prize going with like Wampler, JHS, Earthquaker or Keeley I think those brands have kind of um, that they they've really come into their own in the last ten years to you know be in a position. Obviously, all of those brands except for Earthquake were involved in the uh, that big Sweetwater massive pedal board thing. But it's not just that. I kind of feel like ten years ago. Um, well, I, I, actually, I t- you can go and watch a uh, a Mars Volta uh, rig rundown with with Juan Alderet, um on YouTube, and he talks about from just over 10 years ago and he talks about this pedal that you got from this company called earthquaker like you, you, and it's it's a brand new it's a brand new thing like it's actually a custom unit where he's sort of built a couple of the effects into one for him and they were nothing then and yeah. now now they're they're the absolute now they're the, the standard for sort of weird boutique pedals they're kind of yeah, almost um... becoming the next electro harmonics in in that sense yeah, there's also a good shout. Rob Grant in the chat is saying TC have done a lot. I know it's not so much high-end stuff, but still epic value. And actually, that's a good shout. I think where TC were in 2010, they were doing things like the G system, I guess. And, you know, yeah, you think like Hall of Fame um, and even the looper stuff, well, not, like the not, Ditto not, Loopers. I mean, I'm thinking more about their budget liner stuff when uh, when when they they did their merger with Behringer. And, and I know a lot of those pedals were rehoused, but nonetheless, they were, <laughs> they were rehoused in really decent housings. And all of a sudden you can get that sort of uh, third dimension which was the you know the boss dimension c copy for 30 quid they did a great vibrato the tail spin as well um there were some i think the delays were okay but the, the modulations were the ones where i thought were really pretty good and you know they, they looked cool as well and they were 20 30 quid how about um oh, and, the, and the polytune that... and the polytune ed bentley just mentioned yeah and the polytune i think the polytune is uh it, it, um well i guess you're you're probably speaking about the tuner but the pitch clip thing uh i think that's revolutionized um sort of headstock tuners that's you know what who would have thought people would be considering spending 60 pounds on a on a clip on tuner but but they are those things those things sell like hotcakes or at least they did back Totally, totally. How about a guitar brand? What about someone like Reverend or someone like that who is doing, you know, something completely different um, and, you know, weren't really... I mean, they were around, I remember, but, um, yeah, they've really kind of upped their game this decade. Here's one from from the chat. Um, Ed Bentley's just brought up Stramberg. Um, how do you feel about uh, about that as being brand of the decade? Um, I, don't, I don't honestly think that... I mean, he said that as a joke, but you know, I, I don't honestly think that uh, that Strandberg have done done enough. I mean, I guess revolutionised. It's a new approach, um, you know, making the sort of asymmetrical rectangular necks, and certainly, maybe you're right, maybe headless uh, thing. I think maybe more people have got into the headless thing, and maybe they've caused something of a revolution in that sense. So, I guess actually, the more I think about it, yeah, they there's there's definitely been a real movement for modern guitars and this real return to headless instruments and Strandberg are definitely cool i think their the price point for Strandbergs is 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 obstructive and um i you know I, I think there are a lot of other brands that have done really great similar stuff 
rounded rectangular asymmetrical neck neck is it's uh you know it's it's the same thing as i don't know when someone makes a capo with a with a built-in tambourine you know it's just like unnecessary no one needed that we were fine with normal guitar necks you know I want to see a capo with a built-in tambourine. I and actually, just see what that I'm, I'm actually going to make a note of that because I, I might be onto that. A couple of people have said uh, "Music Man" hand down, uh, hands down for originality in new guitar models. I certainly think "Music Man" for the St. Vincent, like what a fantastic and really important guitar to be a sort of really mainstream, um, you know, woman's signature model, and I think that's a, a fantastic move four guitar signature models in what must be a sort of 99% male dominated signature model market so you know I, th- I think they did great with that and and music man actually on a whole because unlike every other company unlike when fender do a, a signature model telly which is essentially a telly in a different color maybe with a slightly different pickup which you could make yourself anyway if you just retrofitted the parts music man actually designed all those guitars from the ground up and I, I think that's fantastic. Everything from the Mariposa, which is obviously the greatest guitar of all time in history, you know, right back to the, you know, to the Albert Lee and the, and the Luke. Um, the, every, every single time they make a new guitar, it's, it's a completely new thing. And, and even when we were there, Mark, when we were at the Music Man factory and they were explaining that um, John Petrucci wanted the, his new, I forget the name of his weird new one. What's Majesty. His, Majesty. Oh, that was going to let listeners do that. But the, yeah, the Majesty was the only neck through model that they'd ever designed. And so they had to make new apparatus in their warehouse just to be able to make that because that was something he wanted. And the fact that they would do that, the fact that when he asked for neck through, they just went, yeah, okay, I guess we could, you know, get some new machines in to to do that. I thought that was wicked. They seem to really care about what their artists want. I think I think, um, I think Music Man is a a really good shout because again, think where they were in 2010 before they kind of went heavily down the kind of new signature route. And you know, think about all the guitars we've talked about. We talked about St Vincent. Uh, we talked about the Valentine. We're now talking about the Mariposa. Actually, it kind of seems like that could be the winner. And I guess it depends on like what the question is. You know, is it who did the biggest turnaround from where they were before uh like before the decade and you know how did they get there? Where are they now kind of thing. Um but you know is it is that the question or is it who's just put out the best stuff? Ooh, yeah that, I mean that's the point. If you think about 10 years ago when we were both at Gakmark the <laughs> music man contribution was uh that weird big owl um the bass version of the Albert Lee that we well, yeah. uh, that we had it you know hanging up in the bass department which I think stuck around for the best part of <laughs> sort of 10 years cuz no one wanted it. But you, they you know they they've come on absolutely leaps and bounds. Solar is another brand that have been suggested um well yes mark no yes no, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the solo yeah okay oh, um yeah solo is a, another brand that have uh that have been suggested um who I, I think they're great they're really important it's really cool that this it's kind of a a sort of a youtuber celebrity kind of guitar brand that has uh, has come into its own although you know those those instruments were sort of available as washburns before i think they're definitely cool and they're definitely wicked super versatile very modern guitars that are kind of affordable um yeah, I, 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 mean, don't, I don't know if they've i don't know if they've sort of set the world alight for, for me especially i think they're really good they're just um missing that sort of you know that zing for me 
Now, one brand that we haven't talked about at all is Gibson, and obviously that will be incredibly controversial. Um, you know, but then think back to 2012. You know, think about a 2012 Les Paul, absolutely fantastic. Um, and, you know, it was really only kind of 2014, 2015, where I think, you know, they, uh, to be honest, those guitars are not really my my flavor but you know think of like 2010 2011 2012 fantastic 2013 as well jay's just contributed to the chat all really really good guitars uh yeah yeah 2013 was cracking 2014 i thought was really good the only problem with the 2014 models was that was 120 years of gibson and so you couldn't buy a gibson that didn't have a weird little scroll banner on the 12th fet fret yeah. that said 120 years and it, it just didn't look very nice so yeah that's not that really for me that, yeah those guitars are still great they're to be honest they're i think pretty much they're um like the same quality as the 2013s but they've got that inlay and it's not really my taste i think um, jeff's kind of right yeah. when uh when when jeff says that they're more known for controversy than guitars at the moment i mean even you know i think the 2015 gibsons will go down in history the year that gibson wouldn't let people tune manually that's that when well, you think when you look back on that you think about what they did for that year that is yes yeah, they're not my favorite guitars but you know also they're not the worst guitars we've talked about this so many times they're not the worst guitars that gibson have ever made you know you look back at some of the 70s stuff and it's it's pretty bad um but yeah i mean i think they're in with a shout just for those first few decades um while we're chatting about this by the way if you want to come on the show and um talk about your shout or you want to talk about anything we've already talked about just let me know in the chat yeah, and i'll, uh, I'll uh, biddy biddy physics actually said earlier that he had a question Apologies okay if other people have also said that i, well, I missed joe that you, I was... you talk about a brand let me see if I can set Beardy Physics live. Um, uh, talk talk about a brand. Another brand that I think is worthwhile. I, I don't know if... Yeah. See, there are so many brands that have made fantastic contributions, but if we have to talk about the ones that are, that are just going to be sort of complete overall, like, for example, Thorpe Effects. I thought when me and Matt had Adrian on for one of the Friday specials, I, I, talking about the just how good... Um, Thorpe effects were from inception to to product and how consistent everything was and and kind of an effects manufacturer that bothered to go to the lengths of redesigning the chassis because he wanted to have that such a specific look. I think contribution to the boutique effects market, you, you would be hard pushed to find anything as good, as consistent, as well produced, as well marketed. If I mean, I know that's something I keep saying, and that's not something that will be interesting to everyone, but kind of as a brand as a whole, I think Thorpey's done a fantastic job. Kind of for me, I, I still think if we're talking about the brand that wins the decade, it's going to have to be a brand that's got a, a sort of finger in every pie. But oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, they need to be across a few different products to be a kind of brand. Now, um, we're going to try and bring in our first ever live contributor to the show. I'm going to try and unmute. Hang on, let me. How? Come on, come on, this? do this more professionally. Oh, this this worked like perfectly before. Now I'm struggling to uh to make it work. Oh, that that might be why. Let's try that. Beardy physics. You should have a live mic. Hello, how are we doing? Ah, uh, not too bad. How are you doing? Yeah, good, good. What was your um, what was your question? Uh, just earlier on, when we were talking about how Strymon had had like a big effect on the kind of pricing of pedals and how like sort of boutique world has kind of pushed in a lot more since people have started paying a lot more for pedals. Do you think that's kind of had an effect on like the bottom line for companies like Electro Harmonics? Um, I mean, I don't know about you, Joe. I don't think it's bottom line. What I think it has done more is like 
it's more like public perception you know the fact that boss are able to put out you know very expensive kind of multi reverb and multi delay and things like that with the 500 series i don't think that would have been possible before things like strymon what do you think joe i don't know i do you think um do you think it it's caused a problem for brands like electro harmonics as in like because that's kind of what i'm thinking i'm like if if strymon are now saying hey here's this pedal and it's it's really good it's the best one you can get it's the best when so you, you, you muted you, you cut out for a second there. oh did i am i am i here again you're here, here, yeah, again? here, here okay yeah. yeah sorry i hadn't pressed anything or anything but okay so i, I was saying I, I kind of feel like it's a problem uh for electro harmonics because when strymon come out with with a delay and they say well this delays you know the the best you can get and it costs 400 pounds when you then have electro harmonics come out the week after and go oh here's a here's a really cool delay take the canyon for example and it's 80 90 pounds it kind of makes it, it might not for everyone but it makes me sort of brush over the canyon because i'm like well yeah, I, I do want a really good delay. And maybe now that the best ones are £400, maybe I want to look at something that's sort of 200 quid. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think I think it just, it, you know, there's two there's two markets, isn't there? There's the kind of over £300 or over, you know, £200, £300 big delay pedal. And then that's not going to, uh, it's not going to eat into people buying, you know, Hall of Fames or, or whatever, whatever, 50 quid. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I guess kind of at, at that price point, it's not going to affect. But I maybe I mean as specifically as things like the Canyon, because if you take because I keep forgetting about that pedal, but that pedal is probably maybe the best delay pedal that's come out in a couple of years. I I, I can't think of anything that that delay pedal does that anyone else does kind of better at least it at least in a sort of standard functional way and then it has a load of weird stuff that it does on top of that and i kind of think it's been missed a little bit because because strymon have moved the bar and because there's so many more expensive pedals now that we're that we focus on yeah um so yeah i mean I, I i don't know and i don't know how this kind of factors into the you know brand of the decade kind of thing it's more a question about you know do the uh you know has it changed the the price of things but you know is it to say that strymon is a complete game changer and has won the kind of brand of the decade I yeah don't know. May, i mean maybe jake's right jake says there's always been you know the there's there's always been things like the canyons and and the um, he's not sure on whether five times the cost changes the perception. It feels like a different customer group. Yeah, different different market, definitely, definitely. Is, but you is, know, again, it's you know, it goes back to that thing of uh, maybe this is slightly past the this decade. But before you could buy a DD three or a DD six, and now it's kind of like, well, yeah, there's like so many options ranging from DD three price right up to you know DD five hundred price. And I don't think that would have been possible without the Strymon stuff. Yeah. Who what's that what is what's that Japanese brand of pedals that's really awesome? The ones with tons and tons of controls. We have a chorus and a delay, Mark. Um, the, Empress uh, pedals. No, no, tone, tone. Oh, free the tone. Yes. Free the tone, free the tone. Thanks, Jay. Yeah, free the tone. Those pedals are great. Yeah. Then they're, they're not they're not like tons of money. Just to, yeah, they uh, are no, tons that was, of money. They're crazy. They? Yeah, yeah. Free the tone are very, very expensive. Oh. I'm gonna sell the two that we've got. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, maybe that's an idea, but maybe we should just keep hold of them. How about that? Okay. Um, has anyone else anyone else in the chat want to come on the line and ask a question? Thanks, Beardy Physics, for the question, by the way. Definitely uh, some stuff to uh, to think about. Um, anyone else want to jump on? Um, Fran E uh, says, I vote JHS for brand of the decade. If you want to come on and explain that point, you're more than welcome. Um, if anyone else wants to come in with a, with a suggestion, let me know in the chat and I'll put you live on the line. Um, what? What about what about people like um, Balaguer for for introducing um, uh, you know ultimate customization at relatively affordable prices? Yeah, but I mean, I think there's uh, you know it's hard with a company like that to talk about like you know what is, how is that how can it be a brand of the decade when really you know it's the customers that are deciding what products they put out by you know ordering custom stuff so that's um that's really difficult for a custom shop i think to be maybe you're right maybe they're maybe they're a bit of point uh blim has mentioned chapman chapman are obviously kind of a, a new company for for the last decade i think that's right isn't it they, they didn't exist before 2010 no, definitely, uh, d- almost certainly not. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, you know, people pointing out that they've had a massive impact, and yeah, I do think that's, I do think that's right, and that kind of, um, you know, crowdsourced design. Uh, yeah, and and also, uh, and and Derek Rich has pointed out, uh, you know, the the internet input uh, designed guitars. That was a that was a fantastic idea that they well, had. The, like the crowdsource design, you know, is something that I'd not really heard of before. It seems like something that they almost pioneered. Um, and yeah, I mean, what they've managed to do is, you know, create a, a real brand out of it. Um, I, I really still want that that brand to make a guitar that I like. Like that that's 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 kind of what I'm what I want from Chapman. They they're just um, they, that sort of uh, blending of of modern and traditional like slightly traditional modern guitars would never kind of be my bag i think it need. i want something that's either totally one way or the other i want something to be like super modern and ergonomic and kind of breaking rules and redefining what the standard is or i want something to be super retro and really cool and really like style over substance the sort of middle ground that it goes that chapman go for i tend to find a bit a bit bland yeah i mean like check chap says they need to do an offset and their shapes are a bit boring. Their, their shapes are just sort of standard. Their strats are telling. I don't. I, guess, I don't but. agree because I mean, think how much we talked about. You know, the Rabia Baritone being a fantastic guitar, um, and you know, I mean, I would say things like the Ghost Fret have kind of have put a really decent twist on you know on the Explorer. It's something very very different, but it, you know, it's still a twist on on an original shape. Um, yeah. But you know, I I, I love the the champ stuff, and we talked about it for for Gear of the Year a few times. Um, and yeah, like I said, that Rabia Bar. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving thirty three percent with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a fifteen stem bunch of tulips for just nine ninety nine each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Baritone, I think, is a favorite. That was a very good guitar. Yeah, it was yeah. a very good guitar. Still, if I was going to buy a baritone, I'd rather get Dan Electro. But, you know, yes, the beer baritone was very... Very cool. One thing that we didn't talk about when we were talking about PRS is, of course, the the Silver Sky, and and I don't know—is the Silver Sky the most famous signature model of the last decade? The most contentious, alongside the St. Vincent, definitely. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I mean, the the reaction to it has been very, very split. I would say no one doubts that it's a kind of bad, you know, a, a well-made bad guitar. guitar. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's an incredibly well-made guitar, but it's a, yeah, it's a case of like, do do you do you want that? Do you want the uh, the the Fender thing if you're a PRS player, and vice versa? Um. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh. uh Fran E. Uh, asked, said, you know, was the St. Vincent contentious? And I kind of touched upon this a little bit earlier in the podcast, but I think it. I think it was because it was the first mainstream women's signature model guitar in what's when signature models tend to be sort of ninety nine percent male guitars, and I think it it caused a bit of an upheaval from the you know the the less understanding uh, sort of areas of uh, of, of guitar enthusiasts. I, I thought it was an absolutely fantastic guitar and i own one because of that and i think the silver sky is a rubbish guitar um but <laughs> but you know <laughs> but but yeah it, it was definitely people either loved it or hated it not necessarily because it was a women's signature model um but just because the shape was so uh so different and uh and and you know the idea of three mini humbuckers and it was definitely the weirdest most different looking music man guitar that i think music man have ever put out which is weird for me that I, what I find weird is that the Mariposa has had so much kind of um, so much love. You know, there hasn't been the same thing. And for me, that's a weirder body shape than the St. Vincent. I think, I mean, the, I think the, Mar- the Mariposa, we, we kind of don't need to talk about it because it's just it's it's kind of like talking about the Mona Lisa in art. Like, it's <laughs> you know, it's just it's obviously perfect. It's it obviously has no flaws, and it is kind of what everyone's been working towards, you know, since the first electric guitar was built. So, yeah, obviously, Music Man are uh, kind of flying high with that one. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I think it's going to be contentious for Gear of the Year because I'm not a huge fan of the body shape. I have to admit, I do like it, but um, yeah, it's whether it be for me, it's it's in terms of the design and the shape and stuff for me it's quite a way below a valentine i much prefer the look of a valentine what um, about things like the epiphone sls and also gibson introducing an entire line of guitars for amazon like if you want to talk about people of like brands that have done something really substantial to you know galvanize a decade making a range of guitars only available on amazon is 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 pretty incredible and then of course epiphone releasing a guitar for how much were those sls like 80 pounds you know i think they were like 89 pounds and they were yeah they were were definitely released out at like sub a hundred dollars which is which is just you know 
absolutely incredibly affordable and they were super cool they were such great mod guitars like all this stuff that ryan from 60 cycle hum did with his was so cool like there was there was nothing kind of like it i mean obviously it was just a melody maker shape but it, it was super cool yeah 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 um so uh yeah if anyone else wants to call in we will take questions about anything else as well if you've got anything other than the uh, the topic we're kind of going because i realize we've gone all over the place we talked about a bunch of stuff in this uh call so if you want to yeah hop in with anything else um if you've got any questions do uh do let me know and i'll, I'll set your mic li- set your mic live even um so jb if you had to uh if you had to say one brand that you thought was absolute that had absolutely killed it this decade bear in mind all the things that we've just talked about what would it be i mean it it it's the problem is the problem is with this question is it's hard to not be obvious because i'd love to talk about someone weird and niche who i'd love to talk about like the milkman the amp or something like that but if we we have to talk about a brand that's fired on all cylinders across the board and someone who's uh whose contribution to to kind of all of uh, all of guitars, effects, and amps has been great. I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be all of them, but some someone who's changed stuff, and that obviously kind of leads me back to to Fender because they've because they've done such a fantastic job of of doing such a consistent rebrand. Um, you know, I, I think I think you see more. I think more people are playing Fenders now than have ever played Fenders. Um, certainly i i see more of them on a stage now than than ever before and i think that's partially because fender have uh, have managed to get on board and release the right guitars for whatever the genres are that are in vogue at any given time throughout the last 10 years and they seem to be able to do that certainly at the moment from everything from uh you know getting on board with bands like pigs 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 and black peaks and people like that on the sort of heavier end of music and then and then also doing all their cool um sort of uh, um like surfy color like pastel colored guitars that have been really popular on the indie scene and and the the massively rising grunge scene at the moment so i think as a brand that have just been consistent across the board but it's so obvious to say Fender. So I don't know. I, I well, I mean, I think, I think, um, I think, yeah. <laughs> just kind of swoop in there at the last minute with Gibson <laughs> after giving it the big one. Um, I think check, <laughs> check chap has, uh, check chap has kind of hit the nail on the head really. He says, I think making it all products, it can only be Fender. Boss don't do guitars. PRS don't make effects. Gibson don't do amps. And I do think that's right. When you think what Fender have done in all those kind of product categories, this, you know, in, in the last decade, you know, they've completely reinvented the kind of mid price guitars by, you know, changing them from the standards to the, the player series. Um, which have been way better and also you know think what they've been doing in the time that we've been doing the podcast with what they've been doing with squire as well and kind of you know if you include squire in the fender brand then yeah there's there's kind of you know they've done tons of stuff with classic vibe um and then amps you know the blues junior that line's been reinvented uh they've been doing a ton of stuff with the amps and then obviously the whole new pedal line which i think we had pretty low expectations for, to be honest, you know, think about the history of Fender pedals uh, or the recent history. Um, And I don't know about you, Joe, but I think the new ones are kind of have blown all that away. Okay. So here's the flip. Here's the flip then. Fender have done all of that, but isn't that all just like, yes, the biggest company in musical instruments have continued to make some popular stuff. 
and 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 was it really good that they that they started making good pedals or was it just really rubbish that they took them this long to make good pedals um and then if 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 you if you think about that if you think about the fact that i guess fender are kind of just doing what they should nothing's a revolution everything's definitely really good and really on point but then what's most important about this you know the the brand of the decade what will we we remember from the last 10 years i'm kind of thinking i i don't know I, it's it's obviously it's it's completely down to everyone's own opinion but for me i'm like what would be the things i would think of most what would be the things i remember is it going to be an affordable stratocaster in a in a nice sort of pastel color or is it going to be the fact that line six brought multi-effect and amp modeling to the masses with several sizes of affordable incredible <laughs> multi-effects units in the helix but then on the same and the same time i'm like then in that same decade boss made pedal board switches it's kind of cool and accessible and boss changed how people's effects pedal boards look they they now everyone has a, a switch with a big board i appreciate some people don't have switches but you know most pro bands are, are, are brands are, bands are running with switches now and most of them are using es8s they've totally changed that market and they've released the katana which is the most accessible good sounding amplifier which they just keep making better and better i'm kind of like i, I don't even though that's not across the board how much has the katana and the es8 given to the world of guitars how much is the helix you know given to the world of guitars in comparison to you know to to defender you know as as Elias says you know just uh just you know doing what people want yeah, I mean, for me, it's, you know, what can it do for people who are, like, into guitar stuff? And obviously, the Helix has been perfect for people who are really into guitar stuff. Um, and, you know, Line 6 uh, have really, they've made a product on, and you know, and all, all four of those Helix units, they all do something slightly different, I guess, at different price points. But really, they're still for people that are super into guitar stuff. You know, even the, um, the smallest one, the Stomp, um, it's still for like it's still for people that like want a, a quite an expensive amp modeler. Whereas Fender, you know, they they've really made strides into you know different um, sets of people that like you know are maybe not guitarists already, and they've really with their marketing and stuff they've kind of reached out to you know whether it's younger players or whether it's women players, um, which I think not a lot of brands have have done. And we talked about it in the past with you know remember when we had the big conversation about like the Ed Sheeran acoustic and the Taylor Swift acoustic. And for me, that's as well as making great products, that is like a big thing. You know, it's like a a big thing. How can we get new players playing stuff? Um, and yeah, I mean that's I I think it's Fender. Uh, I I personally think it's Fender, but interesting to see if anyone wants to come on and um, I debate. Disagree. Although we do have a we do have a question. Um, okay, Air Kiln uh, has an argument for Boss's Gear of the Decade, so let's uh, let's pop him in. Oh yeah, okay, fine. Let me um one second. You can slowly, slowly and unprofessionally work out how to do that. Um, we'll get quicker with this. We'll get quicker, you know, as we yeah, do Rob, it. Um, Rob so out Marshall definitely lose like what happened there. They should be amongst the big names. Yeah, the, I kind of feel like a few band, brands have done that in over the last few years have kind of 
have maybe sat on their laurels a bit too much and not been innovative enough. Certainly Marshall make absolutely fantastic amplifiers and are so responsible for so much music that's come out in the past. They just seem to have failed to to stay relevant or failed to, um, you know, stay, I don't know, just being used by people. I think of the amount of festivals that the Orange Amps make sure that they sponsor or the boss make sure that they attend. Um, and, you know, Music Man do the same. They, uh, you know, sponsor loads of festivals. Marshall just seemed to be losing grip on this, what was a really, uh, really captive audience. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Let's take this question. Yes, yeah, Kiln, if you want to unmute your mic from your end, you should be live. You've got the a, an open mic and you've disappeared from the server altogether. Um, okay, that's uh, annoying. Um, we're back. Okay, you should be unmuted now when you, uh, when you want to talk. Uh, you are not muted. Kiln, you should be able to, when you've got your question, um, jump into the chat. Feel free to turn your mic on and ask your question. In the meantime, um, if anyone else has got a question, feel free to put it in the chat and we can uh, queue you up. Um, Joe, oh, Stairkiln, you're live. Go I'm, on. Hello. Yeah, another, another argument for Boss. Um, think about a brand that has resurrected classic pedals that everyone wanted that they discontinued years ago brought them up to date provided contemporary features and a higher level of quality call it wazacraft and i don't think any other brand has done that and it's a outstanding contribution which other brands should be doing as well yeah sure fender are bringing back some of the classic instruments of the 60s, 70s, and 50s. But Wazacraft, I think, is an outstanding piece of innovation at an affordable price. I think that makes a um, pretty compelling argument, actually. Uh, I hadn't really thought about that before. But yeah, I mean, Joe, how do you feel about that as a kind of uh, argument for being brand of the uh, of the decade? Bringing back pedals like the VB2 that we thought we'd never yeah, see again yeah. and were also mega expensive to get an original. Yeah, I, th I think that the uh, I think that um, the the Wazacraft stuff has been super important uh, for Boss, and and it was kind of it was one of those things. Boss never did a reissue; like they only look forward. Um, and so the the introduction of Wazacraft was a fantastic way of capitalizing on all these pedals that were popular. Now, I, I mentioned it earlier, but um, again, the the same um, the same rig rundown. I'm that two dimensional. The same rig rundown with one order it. Um, he talks about his like CS2, his boss CS2 compressor, and how how he has to spend like five hundred bucks on on one every time they break because they don't make one anymore. And and you know, Boss really took hold of of the sort of second hand market. What Boss pedals were super popular that were going for loads of money. They made them better, reintroduced them at decent prices. It was a fantastic idea, very innovative, and not something that anyone had done before. Yeah, they were really good. So um, I think we should uh, get in close. Unless anyone else has got any questions they want to come on, I think we're getting close to uh, to wrapping this up because really we've kind of brought it down to Fender Line 6 and uh, Boss. Um, GTM Jeff says, uh, have we reached peak pedal yet? Um, what do you feel about that, Joe? Have we reached peak pedal? Um, we're definitely, I mean, effects pedals are definitely going through the same thing as as kind of craft beers and beards at the moment like it's uh you know that we're, we're having a, a there are lots of them 
Um, Has anyone but, thought to open up a barber's called Craft Beards? Well, that's, that's, a, that's an excellent. Uh, there's definitely one of those. There's definitely one of those. But but yeah, I think I don't think we're at sort of peak pedal yet because I think we're we're kind of we're at a place where everyone wants something different. Everyone wants something unique, which is kind of cool. I mean, I think that's great. I think you know you look back. 10 years ago and everyone had a particular set of pedals on a, on a pedal board. If you, if you looked at a genre, certainly everyone would have a certain set of things. Everyone would use, you know, a a, a similar bunch. So it's really cool that now there's so many that everyone can have their own individual flavor. I think that's cool. I think they'll continue to, to get more ridiculous over the, over the years to come. Well, um, okay. With that, let's um, let's wrap this up. And what we'll do is next week, come prepared with questions and come prepared to uh, to. Oh, hang on, we've got, we've one, got one last minute question. question. Ed, Ed Bentley, hang on, Ed. Let me um, let me put you on the line again. This will get more pro um, when we uh, are better at doing this. Wait, um, Google shows no barbershops called craft beards. That no, that's. There is um, and there is a, a slot in the market for that. Indeed, Ed, you should be live. Uh, I I I did have a beard once. Um, I had a really big long one. Do you remember when I had my big long beard, Mark Packham? Yeah, I mean, I hated you more than I hate you now. Oh yeah, I went through a stage of like dressing really metal, and I had like a, I had like a big long sort of. I, I think I'd watched a lot of Three Hundred, and uh, I'd, I'd sort of gone for that sort of. It was very shapely. It required a lot of wax. Ed is live on the line, and we can stop hearing about your beard. Ed, do um, fire away with your question. Ed, are you there? You can talk. You should be unmuted. We can't hear you. He is talking, but we can't hear him. Um, continue talking about your beard, Joe. Um, uh, yeah, well, my beard was 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 a fantastic thing. There whoa, we go. Whoa, whoa, there's whoa, audio. He's on. He's on. We can hear him. Okay. Ed, do talk. There we go. Far away. So in the, I mean, Jay Watt had a question. So in the spirit of charity. Um, so, I mean, we've established Fender Boss PRS Line 6 for the past decade. If you two had to predict the next decade. Oh, yeah, if we had to predict the next decade, who would it be? Joe, what are you, uh, what are you thinking? Who's going to be who? Who is starting to be innovative now? Who could really sort of take the reins? I mean, like Sam Brenner. Well, Sam Brenner is an excellent shout. Sam Brenner is a fantastic shout. They've obviously just introduced a new instrument. I think the next stage for Sam Brenner is to move on from wearable metronomes. Is to build that metronome into a guitar, so the whole thing can vibrate with you whilst you whilst you play. Um, and you can stay in time via small vibrations over the the entire instrument. That that would be. Oh, check champs nailed it. Harmony guitars. Harmony guitars really could. They're back. They're American made. The shapes are cool. Retro guitars are super cool. Incredibly good colors. If you look at their website, it looks like they're starting an accessory range, which looks like it's going to be really cool um kind of old old style straps. And there were like maintenance kits and things like that. If they if they just do this, if they options, a few more pickup options, a couple more guitar shapes, maybe introduce a bass. I really think that could be. They just seem so well marketed. Everything's so good. It's such a consistent, modern, cool retro brand. Like it's not like you know when Dan Electro try and do the same thing. Dan Electro are sort of like, oh, it's just. They've been trying to do this for so long, and the guitars are are not amazingly built, and they sort of they they have a good old go at 
kind of putting some new stuff out but really it's sort of it's just rehashes of what they've done before not that i mean they're fantastic guitars but what i mean is harmony have got this whole new vibe about them they can they can not make any mistakes they can start from scratch and just keep making cool weird offset funky guitars we think we talk about how well fender have done just by making all their guitars pastel colors because they realize that you know all the hipsters buy them harmony can do exactly the same thing and be even cooler because they're not super super mainstream i'm 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 into it how do we feel about um an epiphone revival after uh the reports that they're going to completely revamp the oh. brand and put some better headstocks on and if, stuff if like they that? Cha- if they change the head think about it think about how squire have gone from being sort of like you know oh it's a squire sort of 20 years ago to everyone being like oh no yeah the, the squires are actually really good classic vibe vintage uh, uh vintage modern what is that range called is that right classic vibe and uh vintage Vintage modified modified modified. yeah 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 Yeah, so you know you know think about how squire have gone from you know from being cheapy to being really cool affordable quirky interesting guitars like they're not just you know sort of really anemic maple black telecasters that sound a bit rubbish they they've they've kind of become vintage lacquered butterscotch but with a pine body and maybe we'll shove a humbucker in this one it's kind of squire of a become cool and interesting and innovative and and kind of fender use them to trial stuff and then you'll maybe see some of those sort of pickup configurations or colors or stuff appear in in higher range models epiphone could do the same thing with a slightly better headstock oh oh my god if epiphone did a slightly better headstock there would be no no reason not to spend 500 pounds on an epiphone les paul like why wouldn't you 500 pounds is a reasonable sum of money to pay but you're not going to do it on an epiphone les paul because god damn it that headstock looks awful i would rather you know save up for longer and and buy an, a, a sort of naff gibson at like 700 quid even though you know the guitar doesn't look as good as the epiphone but that headstock I'm, I'm telling you, an, an Epiphone rebrand could see epiphone dominating the entire market i don't think there'll be a single person playing anything else Hundred uh, percent. With that, we should wrap up this live episode. Thanks for everyone joining live. If you're listening to this on uh, on Friday, um, then when it goes out, uh, this has been experimental, and we'll yeah. definitely get better as we do it. I you think, should definitely uh, unmute everyone. We're we're almost there. Yeah, you are, people are saying unmute everyone to end the episode so everyone That's can say great. bye. That's um, a great idea. Unfortunately, I don't have the power to do that the way that we've set Ooh, up the server. Well, actually, yeah, please don't do that because I've got to go and edit this afterwards and I get as many tracks through. I get as many tracks sent through to me as guests we have. So if we unmute all of you, it's going to be a massive file. So we're not going to unmute you. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to do that. Um, and uh, yeah, the uh, the Discord server, I think, is going to stay open. I can see people talking about like anyone playing Destiny 2 on PC. Um, I think the Discord server will stay open. So if you want to chat in there as well as on the Facebook group, you can do that. Um, and yeah, if you want to join in, if you're on the uh, if you're on the Facebook group and you listen to the regular podcast, um, yeah, head over to Patreon. From the Patreon, uh, sign up at the $1 tier or above. There's instructions of how to join in. And um, yeah, we just want more voices on the podcast and we'll yeah. keep doing this and we'll get more practice again we'll, we'll come up with another one i'm uh i'm gonna probably sit in the chat for a little bit as well because i'm gonna be i'm gonna be staying up and editing this podcast so yeah yeah cool cool all right well i'm gonna say bye and uh yeah have a um have a good rest of we'll your come up with a better evenings. sign up than that thanks very much we'll see you next week for more of this guitar nerdery farewell bye-bye <laughs>
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.